What do church history and March Madness have in common? Stay tuned to find out. Hello, friends. It's good to be with you as always. Thank you for taking a little time to be with me today. This episode is airing on Wednesday, the 24th of February, which is the second Wednesday of Lent. Lent began last Wednesday on Ash Wednesday. And of course, during Lent, as always, we're offering a number of opportunities for worship and study. We've obviously got our Sunday morning services. We're doing midweek Lenten services. Uh, They're a little different this year, but we are having some people, a limited number of people can worship. Uh, We're offering uh, a spoken prayer service based on the Iona service we've done um, last November and last October. We're also doing daily Lenten meditations uh, online. You can find those on all of our social media sites. Today, though, I wanted to talk about something kind of fun and different uh, that might interest you this Lenten season. It was introduced to me and to the whole staff here at St. Philip the Deacon uh, by Pastor Valerie Strand Patterson, who discovered it as she was researching different resources from Lent. And it combines two things that um, are important and significant and meaningful to me. One of those is church history. I've talked at in the past here in this place and in other places about uh, different individuals throughout the history of the church who maybe it's important for us to know something about today. And the other is March Madness, which I've actually talked about here as well. Um, March Madness has become more important to our family since our oldest son, Luke, uh, went to Gonzaga. I'm actually, I have a coffee mug here from Gonzaga. And uh, I know many people here at St. Philip the Deacon are big college basketball fans and cheer for their own teams, but turns out that Gonzaga is ranked number one and we're hoping they'll go deep uh, in the tournament this year. Last year, actually, one of the things that was kind of sad is that during Luke's senior year, of course, March Madness um, was called off. Anyway, I mentioned, so this is combining uh, history and March Madness, and it is something called um, Lent Madness. I'd never heard of it before this year, but it is literally a bracket. I think there's one somewhere in the back here. There's a bracket, we'll try to throw a graphic up, of 64 uh, different individuals who uh, people vote on one of these. They're, they're put against each other every day of Lent. Um, so it moves from the round of 32 to the saintly 16 to the elate 8 onto the faithful four, ultimately ending in the person getting the golden halo. Um, And one of the things I love about it is how ecumenical it is. So past winners, let me see if I can find this location in this booklet. By the way, most of this is online uh, at lentmadness.org. They do have this little booklet, but I think this is out of print already. Uh, Here we go. Past golden halo winners. This has been going on since... um, 2010, so this is the 11th year. So C.S. Lewis won one year. Uh, Charles Wesley won one year. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a well-known Lutheran martyr, won in 2016. Florence Nightingale. Harriet Tubman won in 2020. Um, So on the day um, this is airing, uh, the the matchup will be be between Catherine Booth, Uh, who lived in Victorian England, and she is known as the mother of the Salvation Army. She wrote a a book, among other things, called Female Ministry, Women's Rights to Preach, or Women's Right to Preach the Gospel. Um, So she and her husband founded what has now come to be known as the Salvation Army. And she's going up against Joan of Arc, 
who of course uh, in 1429 led the French forces to battle in Orléans, uh, France, uh, and eventually she was martyred. Uh, the day that we're actually taping this, the battle is between uh, Albert the Great, who is um, St. Thomas Aquinas' teacher, and Leo the Great. So uh, one of the, again, the, one of the great things about this is that you can sign up, you can participate and vote if you want, or you can just go online and every day you'll get an email. And uh, you learn something about all of these wonderful people who've gone before us, and uh, we'll find out who wins in a little bit. A final word about this, I want to mention again, uh, maybe we'll have some images. This is the cover of this book that's, or booklet that's out of print. Uh, you'll see that on the cover are, and actually on the back, maybe you can see it better, are images of a variety of saints. And um, I just want to say a quick word about that for a couple reasons. These are actually icons taken from a church um, called St. Gregory of Nyssa in San Francisco. Uh, they're the work of an artist named Mark Dukes who did it in 2009. Uh, and I want to read something about that in a second, but I'll point out that at St. Philip the Deacon we have our own set of icons connected to the life of St. Philip the Deacon. They were done by an artist named Anne Chapin. And also the discussion of icons reminds me that one of the last things we did before the pandemic is an outing here at St. Philip the Deacon, some of you may remember this, was a visit to our friends at St. George Greek Orthodox Church in St. Paul, uh, where we had a wonderful uh, time with Father Perry Callis, who's the priest there. And he talked mostly actually about all of the icons that surrounded us in the sanctuary there. So here's what it says here. Um, again, this is uh, the, the Dancing Saints icon at St. Gregory of Nyssa. And according to that church's website, um, that icon is a monumental, surprising, and powerful statement of faith for the ages. And the saints represent musicians, artists, mathematicians, martyrs, scholars, mystics, lovers, prophets, and sinners from all times, from many faiths and backgrounds. As the congregation dances around the altar, the saints dance above, proclaiming a sweeping, universal vision of God shining through human life. And I pray here at St. Philip the Deacon that we also um, can, through our own lives, offer a glimpse of that same God uh, as we live out our lives. And I pray that during this Lent, maybe uh, you can learn a few things about some of the saints who've gone before us and have a little fun doing it. Thanks as always for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.